The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the curious elements about our gathering today on this day in the United States we call Thanksgiving Day is how our minds work when we hear the word. So be honest with me, when you hear the word Thanksgiving, how many of you think of food? How many of you think of football? How many of you think of a parade? How many of you think of pilgrims? And let's start right there. There's an element about this day which has a particular importance, a particular meaning, a particular clarity at a place like this, which is a shrine. Because do you know what you name a visitor, a person who comes to a shrine like you did today? Did you know that there's a special word for that? What is it? Oh, now you're getting all shy and you're going to hold out on me, aren't you? What about your sister? You don't know. You don't know. Well, I'm not going to put your mom and dad on the spot. But visitors to a shrine are called pilgrims. That's where all of you are today just by showing up. Now, isn't that interesting? Because it, it recasts what it means that we're gathering here today. Because a pilgrim is a person who makes a pilgrimage. And a pilgrimage is a journey. 
a spiritual, a religious journey, where one leaves home and goes someplace else, not merely for a visit, but for a sacred purpose. It's a movement in union with God and in harmony with God. There's a fundamentally religious character to thanksgiving that is embedded in its origin. So let's just think about that for a moment because thanksgiving is also about what happens before the meal. It happens as people got on a boat hundreds of years ago. And as big as that boat would have seemed, as big as this building, that's a pretty big boat, isn't it? As big as that boat would have seemed as they got onto it, and as small as each individual boarding that boat would have, would have felt against the size of the boat, once that boat left and put out on the waters of the Atlantic Ocean and the coast from which they departed was no longer in sight, that boat, big as it seemed that day everybody got on it, oh, it seemed really small. When, as they looked out and all they could see on either side was water. As far as the eye could see, water, just this expanse of blue, very beautiful when it was calm, very beautiful when the sun came out, like a glittering jewel, like a sapphire. And yet, it wasn't always calm. And so that water would get rough and the waves would come and break against the boat. And the winds would blow and everybody on the boat would have felt really small then, however big that boat was. It was small in that vast ocean. And yet they moved across that ocean because they were moving toward a new land. A new land. Not a place to visit, but a place to live. What a remarkable moment, and yet it was faith that guides and marks all of this. And all of a sudden, we see embedded in the very essence of thanksgiving is something that's fundamentally connected to the mystery of the church. One of the most ancient images of the church is that the church is like a boat. The boat of St. Peter, who was a fisherman. And the boat is big enough to contain all of the members, and so it seems like it's enormous. And on the one hand, it's very large. And yet on the other, when we look at it across all of history, all of time, and all of reality, it also feels at times fragile and small. And yet one doesn't get on a boat to simply stay at home. One gets on a boat to go someplace. And so one of the images of Christian life was that it is like a pilgrimage a leaving home seeking out a new land, a far shore, that far shore of happiness and glory that the Lord calls us to and that we name heaven. And the church moves through the storms of time, through the ocean of history in all of its beauty and in all of its difficulty 
relying on God to carry it where it needs to be. How different the day seems when we understand that. Because it's not simply thanksgiving for blessings. It's thanksgiving for something greater than that. And so it was that in the year 1565, a boat arrived to what we now call the United States. And upon leaving that boat, there was a certain joyfulness and a certain relief. A relief that began when they saw how near that new land and that new shore would be. Getting off that boat, stepping onto the beach, and feeling the soil of that land beneath their feet for the first time, hearts swelled with gratitude, hearts swelled with thanksgiving. And so great was the gratitude that they recognized before we do anything else, we need to pray. And so mass was said. Mass was said on September 8th, 1565 in what we now know as the state of Florida, by the first pilgrims to arrive on this land. They said Mass on the birthday of Our Lady, offering Mass in honor of Our Lady in thanksgiving to God for carrying them that long distance from Spain to the New World, some 60 years before the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. But note how wonderful that is. And so the very first Thanksgiving, the very first Thanksgiving begins with what we're about to do now. But it's Thanksgiving for carrying us to our destination. It is Thanksgiving for the safe arrival. And it is Thanksgiving for the newness of life and possibility that opens up here in this new place. So an altar is prepared. Mass is celebrated, and the very first Thanksgiving meal was the Holy Eucharist. And the word Eucharist means Thanksgiving. Note how wonderful that is. And attending that very first Mass were members of the native tribes that lived in the area. And following that Mass, tables were set up, Blankets were laid down, and a meal was shared. A meal was shared. And those who came off the boats shared out of the abundance of what they still had left. And at the same time, were pleased to sample out of the abundance that was also brought to be shared with them. And so it was literally an act not merely of receiving communion, but of living communion some 60 years before the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. And this is not to say that what happened at Plymouth Rock is not important, it is very important. And it has a similarly religious character to it. But note how the very essence of what it is that we mark this day fundamentally speaks to who we are as Catholics.
who we are as people who move through the stormy seas of life, seeking safe arrival on that far shore of glory to which the Lord himself calls us. Note how our movement from our homes to the shrine today has a beautiful parallel with all of that. We likely face no great dangers in coming here, but I'm sure I am fairly positive a number of you are feeling very thankful you're not sitting outside in the strong winds that we have today. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, but note how wonderful it is that we move to, with the Lord, to the Lord, we pause and we reflect on the greatness of the gift of salvation. And then out of that, we will return to our homes for the sharing of our meals. Some of us with large family gatherings, some of us among friends, but note how wonderful it is that as we do this, it begins in no small measure here. And there's a place for football. There's a place for parades. There's a place for all of these other things, but they have that place because of the spur that of faith that calls the heart to move and to seek. This is why in no small measure the gospel today likewise has a particular beauty. Because note it also speaks of a journey. It speaks of the movement that our Blessed Lady took some 2,000 years ago, bearing Christ within her. So it also speaks of a movement of Jesus, who carried within Our Lady journeys to the home of Elizabeth and Zechariah. And it's the arrival of Christ into that home which provokes a powerfully joy-filled response. And again, note that Elizabeth, as she cries out to Our Lady in wonderment, is crying out also in gratitude, in thanksgiving. The Lord has come to my home. His mother stands before me. Who am I to receive a gift as great as this? Note the note of gratitude in her voice. And what is she grateful for? The nearness of Christ. A nearness brought to him because Our Lady has drawn near. And note how beautiful it is that we reflect on that here, where we come to be near Our Lady, but recognizing that even as we arrive here, she moves to be near to us. And hidden within that movement is the pilgrimage that Jesus takes, the pilgrimage that saves us. Because he is that one who steps out of heaven to be with us. He's the one who out of his bounty and his wealth and his goodness enriches us, satisfies us, and feeds us. Note how wondrous that is. And the beautiful thing when we recognize that is that for us as Catholics, while it's wonderful on a national level to pause, to consider gratitude, and to be thankful today. The simple fact of the matter is, for us, every day is Thanksgiving Day. Every day is Thanksgiving Day. Because every day, we offer Mass. And the word Eucharist, the sacrament we celebrate, literally means the giving of thanks. 
Sunday after Sunday for us is a moment of thanksgiving, whatever else it involves. And why? Because we move, we arrive at church, and a banquet is placed before us. The eye of the body doesn't see several different kinds of food. The stomach of the body doesn't get nervous wondering how I will hold all of that in. And yet there is an abundance on the altar that is greater than any earthly table has ever had on top of it. Because upon the altar is Christ himself. And he calls us forward and he says, take and eat. Take and drink. This is me. And he feeds us with his body and his blood, with his very life. So that we are always strengthened as we move forward. But just as the gifts are placed on the altar, there's a beautiful prayer that is said. We offer our thanksgiving for the gift of bread and wine. And we say to the Lord, we receive these from you, but they're the fruit of the earth and the work of human hands. It's a prayer that the priest says every time he says Mass, sometimes out loud, sometimes quietly. But note what that means. On the altar, we don't place wheat and grapes. We put bread and wine on top of the altar because God gives us wheat. God gives us grapes. But guided by his grace, from the, from the wheat that he gives us, we make bread. From the grapes that he gives us, we make wine. We place on the altar what we do with the good things that God has given us. That is the real essence of what it is that we do this day. We don't simply thank God for what he's done for us. We also recognize that in giving us good things, he wants us to do something with them. Because this is also how he continues to give his grace and his goodness to the world. And so if today is a day of a certain abundance in our celebration, that is a wonderful thing. It reminds us of the greater abundance that God has for all of us on that day when we do arrive at that glorious far shore to which he is guiding us. But it is also a reminder that just as those Spaniards coming off the boat understood, we still have an abundance that we can share. We still have an abundance into which we can invite others. And the abundance we've been given is not simply our private wealth and our private blessing, but it's such a wonderful abundance that it can spill over to the betterment of others. That's why at the end of Mass, I'm going to say something really important to everybody, but I'm going to say it to you too. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say go. And that's because, not because I don't want you here, okay? <laughs> that word go is really important because the word go means you've received be grateful, and in that gratitude, go and show your gratitude by taking what you've received here back into your lives. Because on this day, those who gather for Mass, upon arriving home, bring into your homes, into your households, the same joy that Elizabeth experienced 2,000 years ago. How is it that my Lord comes to my house? What a great gift indeed that is. Amen.